Welcome to the Employee Onboarding Podcast, the only place to learn from the world's leading people operators on how to craft a magical onboarding experience. This podcast is brought to you by Process Street, the AI-powered platform that revolutionizes how HR teams design, manage, and automate their most vital processes, craft memorable employee experiences, cultivate company culture, and significantly reduce turnover with Process Street. Sign up for a free account at www.process.st. Join thousands of iconic people teams in companies like Salesforce, MIT, and Accenture that trust Process Street for all their people processes. In this episode of the Employee Onboarding Podcast, Ashley Chain and Erin Rice of the People and Operations team at Process Street discuss the key components of making an awesome onboarding experience. They also share details and insights of Process Street's own internal onboarding process. Welcome to our employee onboarding podcast. I'm Ashley Chain, and I'm the director of people and operations here at Process Street. Today, I'm joined by Erin Rice. She is our people and operations coordinator here at Process Street, and she's been with us for almost a year now. Uh, But before joining us, she had a 14-year career in education. So she has run onboarding in a bunch of different capacities throughout the years, from smaller roles like training peer teachers as a fellow educator to leading onboarding as a school leader for a large franchise system uh, with a very dynamic process involving lots of moving parts um, and also in smaller school settings where she handled all of those moving parts herself. So she is no stranger to figuring out the logistics and those intangible aspects of creating a magical onboarding experience. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. I have spent a lot of time onboarding, and I feel like I've learned so much about ensuring it's a positive experience. Yeah, and today we'll be talking about Process Street's onboarding process and what we've learned through our extensive research and feedback to make that process the best that it can be. Um, But before that, I know we can all reflect on a negative onboarding experience that we want to avoid at all costs. Um, Do you want to share yours, Erin? Yeah, I have definitely had one. Uh, It was a long time ago, back when I was starting out at a new school. Um, I was a teacher at the time, and they literally needed someone to teach yesterday. Um, So when I showed up on my first day, I went straight into the classroom. No introductions, no training, not even an employee handbook. Uh, But I did it and later would move on to an administrative position um, where I was able to really enhance the onboarding experience. So no one ever felt like a fish out of water like I did that day. Wow, that sounds really terrible, actually, (laughs) Um, that they're lucky they had you to fix that. Um, And at my first big girl job, as I say, um, I came into the office to just a big binder on my desk, and I was told to read through it, and that was my onboarding. And it was a thick binder, and I'm not a skimmer, so I read that whole thing, Um, and it was so boring. And, um, you know, I was so excited to go in for my first day, but after that, I really wasn't excited about working there at all. And it really set the tone for my time there. Ugh, that sounds horrible. I am so glad that my onboarding at Process Street wasn't that at all. Yeah, well, yeah, I made sure to avoid that feeling for anyone else. Um, and, you know, right around the time that you joined us, Erin, uh, we decided to really ramp up our onboarding process and show how we can be thought leaders in this space. And as you know, we've put in a lot of time and effort 
into understanding employee onboarding. Um, so through our research and speaking with other thought leaders, um, let's talk about the most important parts of employee onboarding. So first, setting expectations. Uh, especially being a fully remote company like Process Street, it's important that our new hires know exactly what's expected of them and when. I can't imagine anything worse than starting on my first day and not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing or learning or who I'm supposed to be talking to. I mean, obviously, you know, I have some type A tendencies. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> that actually sounds like my worst nightmare. Uh, we even go as far as laying it out saying this workflow is your top priority. So as new hires are getting trainings and meetings scheduled, they always know those should come after their company onboarding workflow. Right, exactly. And I think that goes hand in hand with a, another important part of onboarding, and that's being welcoming without being overwhelming, right? So in our research and feedback that we gathered, uh, being overwhelmed was a common theme. And so there's a lot of information that needs to be digested during those first days and weeks. Uh, but having everything laid out with due dates or with clear expectations kind of takes away that overwhelming aspect and brings it down to a more manageable level. Right. So new hires can move at their own pace. So if they want to accomplish more and move faster than the expected due dates, that's totally fine. But they're given the baseline, so there's something to anchor to. This also gives us a way to check in early on. Hiring managers are often so excited to have their new teammate and they want to teach them everything. So if a new hire misses a deadline with their company onboarding, we can check in and make sure that they aren't being overwhelmed with information coming from other places and that they're truly able to prioritize their company onboarding before their department onboarding. Yeah, that's a great point about, um, you know, the hiring managers that are so excited to have a new person and they want to give them all the information um, and to have those clear expectations set, even not just between like, this is the pace for your company onboarding, but you know, this is the pace um, for the company onboarding even before you start your department onboarding. Um, and we've gotten great feedback on kind of making those separate and making sure that that priority is known. Um, another important part of onboarding, I would think, um, is having all of the information there, but in an organized and thoughtful way so that new hires don't have to go looking for information or answers to questions. Um, but also it's not, like I said before, just a big binder of information to read through. Um, so we've overthought and iterated on our process so much that at this point, we really don't get any additional questions after someone's gone through their workflow. And that's been our goal all along. I couldn't agree more. Process Street does the organizing and the presentation for us and that allows us to expand on the onboarding process by adding a level of personalization, which is my favorite part. Because Process Street is dynamic, we can tailor the individual tasks to the person based on their job function, personality, interests. For example, if they live in Europe, we can invite them to the Team Europe Slack channel. If they're an avid surfer, we can invite them to the Casual Surfers channel. That personalization also allows the hiring manager to thoughtfully select people outside of their regular team to meet with. Maybe they're a person that they already know they have something in common with. Maybe they have other positions that they might be collaborating with. Um, but this allows them to start to get a sense of the team really, really early on through that personalization. So I mentioned my favorite part of the onboarding process. I know you must have one too, Ashley. 
Uh, of course I do. I wouldn't work here if I didn't nerd out on a good process, you know. Um, my favorite part um, is I love how organized it is. Um, so not only for the new hires experience, which we just talked about, but also for us on the back end, you know, those of us that are actually running that process, um, it, it allows us to kind of sit back and, um, have it be pretty automated actually. Um, you know, like a lot of tech companies, we recently went through a period, um, this summer where we paused our hiring and onboarding, even though we had been focused on it for, you know, the six months at least before that was kind of pushed to the back of our minds. Um, and when we did start hiring again in August, I was actually amazed with how little I remembered about our onboarding process. Um, so before the summer, you know, I felt like I could onboard someone in my sleep. Um, it was, you know, we were doing it so often and it was, um, you know, always the same and set out in such a way that I thought, you know, this is always going to be like riding a bike. Um, but then uh, when it came time to hire someone again, um, I couldn't remember all the steps. I couldn't remember who was supposed to do what at what time. And so I was so thankful that past Ashley and Aaron took the time to get our process set up in Process Street and for all of the features that Process Street has, like task assignments. So who's supposed to do this? It's already assigned to them. It sends them a notification. When are they supposed to do it? You know, that due date is based on the candidate's start date. So we never have to worry about setting that. Um, and so, like I said, it was automated for us. Um, and we even have all of the text of what we want to say or links to where we find certain information. Um, you know, we really don't have to think about anything. We did all of that overthinking in the past and, and captured that for ourselves. I love that because we use Process Street, we can rely on it to remember all of those boring tasks and things that need to be done. And that allows us to have more time to spend building connections with the new hire. It gives us the time to play games and focus on who they are as an individual and what they bring to the team versus remembering the 101 tasks that need to be completed. You know, let us be humans, not worker bees. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I love that we get to meet with each new hire, you know, whether it's individually or in a group, you know, we meet with them at the end of their first week, like you mentioned, play games, get to know them. Um, we chat about the highs and lows of their first week. Um, and, you know, it's more of a, of a conversation. Um, and we also specifically ask for feedback around our onboarding process during those meetings. So not only the workflow that they've been given, but also the pace at which we set it, um, the amount of information that they were given. And that kind of starts that open discussion. Um, and on that note, why don't we move on to talk about, um, you know, getting feedback and implementing changes to our onboarding process. Yeah, it's, you know, it's important that they feel they are making a contribution from day one. By getting feedback early on in a new hire's journey with us, they gain trust in us and in our process. So when they see the changes that we've implemented because of that feedback, it helps to create a stronger company culture, which will in turn be impactful in the wrong, long run. They are going to have conflicts. They're going to have big ideas and they're going to have everything in between. We want them to feel respected to share all of that on their journey. Yeah, I agree. And it shows, like you said, from the very beginning that their ideas are not only welcomed, but they're encouraged, they're helpful, and we're open to change and improving and, you know, accepting those ideas. Yeah, and that's through their entire time with us. We also send a 60-day survey that allows the new hire some time to reflect on the onboarding process. 
once they've actually ramped up to their position. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know, and this survey allows them time and space to capture that feedback when they actually do know. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, we like to capture it right after the first week while it's fresh in their mind. Um, but also, you know, giving them that space to see, oh, there was a gap here. Um, and maybe they even know like what would better fill that gap. And if they don't, that's fine too. That's our job to figure it out. Um, but kind of collecting feedback at two different points um, has proved really helpful um, in, you know, getting our onboarding process to where we want it to be. Um, now, do you want to mention some of the changes that we've actually implemented over this last year from that feedback that we've received? Yeah, for sure. Um, so although we all know this, it can be really intimidating meeting your manager on their first day. Um, even though you likely made a connection with them through the hiring process, I mean, that's probably why they joined the team, but still, it can be a little uncomfortable. So we thought, how can we grow this connection and make it even better? So we started asking professional questions um, specifically related to their work personalities, their work styles. Um, and so the new hire can share, you know, things like how will your manager know when, they're, when you're stressed or what forms of appreciation are best received. But not only did we share that of the new hire to their manager, but we also shared that same information from the manager to the new hire. So already they're finding things that they have in common or maybe don't have in common and they can laugh about it in that first, sometimes a little awkward meeting. Right, and it, it kind of creates an icebreaker for those meetings. It gives them something to talk about um, where they both know what's gonna be discussed, um, but it also gives really valuable information. So it lets the new hire know, like you said, their manager's strengths and weaknesses, their management style, um, from their own words, but it also lets the manager know from that first day that important information that you mentioned, like what does it look like when you're stressed? How do you best receive feedback or recognition? Um, and we've asked those questions directly so that there's nothing to, um, you know, left up in the air. It's, this is me, this is how I receive information. Like, so, you know, it's, it's set out for both of them. Um, and that's been really helpful in, in building those connections from the very beginning. Yeah, definitely. It's time for a quick intermission to appreciate our sponsor, Process Street. Want to build beautiful, engaging, and efficient employee onboarding processes? Looking to streamline your HR processes into wonderful AI-powered workflows? Look no further than Process Street. Just like Cargill, Colliers, and Hartford Healthcare, you too can trust Process Street with your key people processes. Visit www.process.st today. Um, other feedback we received was that it can feel really overwhelming for some teammates to be given a lot of information on the first day. Um, many of us with type A styles like to spend a few minutes or maybe a few hours the day before preparing for the day. Um, and so we started sending the onboarding workflow the week before because of this feedback. Um, this allows the individual to decide how to best digest the information. Are they one of those people who likes to prepare you know, a few days in advance? Um, or, or is it more of a first day kind of thing? Um, we were very thoughtful about the note that we included with this um, and set our expectations, which remember we already mentioned is super important um, in this onboarding process. And that our expectation with this workflow wasn't for them to start it right away, but it was available for them if they're the kind of person that needed it. Since then, every new hire has been a little different and it's been helpful for us to learn another part of their work style ahead of time. Another nod to that personalization, my favorite part. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. And I know um, I was really nervous about sending it beforehand because I didn't want anyone to think that anything was expected of them before their first day. Um, but you're right, clearly laying it out, setting those expectations, it really made it a non-issue. Um, and we also wanted to make sure um, from the feedback that we'd received that our new hires felt connected to their teammates from that first day. Um, and that's why we started our cross-functional buddy program. And that's where a teammate from a different department meets with the new hire at least once a week during their first month, sometimes more. Um, so the new hire has someone to ask questions that they may not feel comfortable asking their manager or HR. Um, those quote unquote, you know, stupid questions that no one wants to ask. Um, they have a person saying, hi, ask me those questions, you know, acknowledging out loud, like I'm your person, come to me, there are no stupid questions. Um, we've gotten really good feedback from the new hires um, about that. You know, they have someone to go to and that always feels comfortable, um, but also from the buddies because it allows them to get to know someone better um, than they may not have known otherwise as quickly. Um, it's harder, you know, in a remote company to get to know someone in a different department, um, you know, in their first few weeks and when they start. And so this allows for that connection right away. Yeah, that's right. And and we took that even a step further by starting to ask silly questions and sharing them in a new Slack channel where other teammates can find things they have in common. The questions are silly, like what music do you still rock out to? And if you wrote a book, what it would be called? So it gets the group interacting and laughing over things that other people might not really understand, like a book called The Best Ways to Waste Your Time or How Our World Would Be Better If Dogs Could Talk. And you would not be surprised we also ask our new hires for other questions to add to our silly ones, and they might be our best ones yet. Yeah, and that's a great point about team members finding things they have in common with each other. Um, like I said, for especially for a remote company, it's not as easy to um, to have those conversations um, that kind of you discover those things maybe as you're walking around together, um, having lunch together. And so, um, you know, we have to be really intentional about how we set those um, conversations up. And it's worked out really well. Um, you know, we have like, you said a separate Slack channel for that. So um, you come there to um, learn that information, to share your own, um, you know, commonalities. Um, and I love, I love um, going to that channel and seeing um, people connecting and finding things they have in common. It's been really fun. For sure. And that not only makes them feel immediately a part of the team, but it also gives them the confidence that they made the right decision accepting the position with the company. And that's probably the most important part. Right. I agree. Um, you know, we don't want them to have that experience like you had with your um, onboarding of kind of just being thrown in with no guidance um, or like I had of just here, read over all of this information. Um, you know, we want it to be fun. We want it to be magical. We want it to kind of set the tone for their time working with us to where they are even more excited for their time with us after their first day. And they're not feeling like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> um, and we've gone over a lot of good information here. Yeah. Do you think we have time for me to ask you a question? Uh, yes, of course, please. So what do you see as the future of onboarding at Process Street? 
Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, we have, like I said, or like we've gone over, made a lot of changes here. Um, I'm very happy with where it is now. Um, but I would say the future, you know, we're going to continue to focus and trust the process that we have built here. Um, you know, we've put a lot of thought in it. We put a lot of effort to it. Um, but also staying open to feedback. You know, the feedback that we get from the people actually going through the process um, has been so helpful. You know, we hire the best people here who give the best um, constructive feedback. And so um, staying open to that, you know, continuing to iterate um, as needed. Um, you know, we like to say that the magic isn't in the product or in our current process, it's in its evolution. I love that. I'm so excited to have a front row seat. I know, and I'm so excited to have a fellow nerd to work on it with. <laughs> um, well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me about our mutual love of a good process and a magical candidate experience. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ashley. This was fun. You've been listening to the Employee Onboarding Podcast, bringing you insights and best practices from employee onboarding experts, helping you create an amazing onboarding experience. Please like and subscribe to keep updated on new episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your listening platform of choice. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Employee Onboarding Podcast brought to you by Process Street. If this discussion ignited a spark to revolutionize your HR processes, why not give Process Street a shot? It's a no-code platform trusted by thousands of teams around the world, large and small, including powerhouses like Salesforce. Visit www.process.st to sign up for a free trial and embark on a journey to efficient, powerful workflows.